time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn to create a growth agenda to get your business on the right track and keep it there. Rev up your growth engine with exceptional talent and develop the right kind of leadership to move it forward fast. Now, here is Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to the Business Edge, giving practical advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders on how to take your company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. I'm Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach. Here's a quote from Albert Einstein. He said, people love chopping wood. In this activity, one quickly sees results. As a Smart Moves coach, I won't help you chop wood, but I will help you make the leadership and business moves to quickly see results. Remember, good intentions, even with a good plan, don't magically lead to success. What does is making sure every day you're on the right track and you're not getting sidetracked in your leadership drive for purpose, performance, and profitability. Now, a Smart Moves treat to power up your business, Brought to you by my valued sponsor, Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. What life as an entrepreneur is really like? I recently heard a podcast by Larry Kim, founder of WordStream, a search marketing uh, company. And he admitted when he started WordStream, he naively had certain expectations that really didn't quite align with the reality of what he experienced. For example, expectation number one, you'll be your own boss. The reality, you may not always be calling the shots. For example, if you accept funding from others, they will want to have a say because of their investment, and like it or not, you will lose a certain amount of control. Even if you don't have investors, your customers become your new boss, and they can be more demanding than your old boss ever was. Smart Moose Tip Realize as you build your company, you're actually taking on more responsibility and less freedom than than you probably had in your regular job. It's not a nine-to-five workday. Expectation number two, you'll get to do more of what you're good at and interested in. The reality, you might have started a business to follow your passion. But as your business grows, you'll inevitably find yourself doing less and less of what you wanted to do and more of what you need to do, that is, managing the business. Also keep in mind that even the most fun hobby can easily turn into work when it becomes your full-time job and livelihood. So here's a smart moves tip. Ultimately, the most important aspect of your job as a company founder is less about doing stuff you love to do and more about building a team and then nurturing, encouraging them to help you and your business succeed. And finally, expectation number three, you'll make tons of money. Reality, money isn't everything. Kim said, admit it, you hope to make boatloads of money by growing and selling a business. That was one of my end goals, too. 
but I soon learned that founding a business creates value that isn't monetary. I didn't realize that one of the most valuable aspects of having started a business is the social capital and learning experiences you pick up along the journey. So, Smart Moves tip. So though it's possible that you'll make tons of money, be sure along the way to savor the insights you gain about life and work. It will help you put your success and even your failures into the proper context. Kim's final thoughts. Starting a company is a big undertaking. My goal here isn't to encourage or discourage anyone, but rather to challenge you to think more deeply about what's behind your motivation to start a business. Most likely, it won't be anything like you expected it to be, but it's possible that it will be better than you ever imagined. Listeners, would you like to know more about starting and building a successful business? Get my free ebook, Smart Wrote. Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. You're listening to Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Listeners, to learn what life as an entrepreneur is really like is my guest, Dr. Alan Sellis, who recently launched Tech Adventures, a Dallas-based educational technology company that specializes and listen in coding for kids from pre-K through eighth grades. Over the last year, Tech Adventures has brought classes in microchip programming, robotics, computer-assisted design, and computer programming to young children. Alan will share with us his journey as well as his vision of how education is about to change and why private sector educational entrepreneurs will be the most important agent of change. Welcome, Alan. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Marcia, thanks so much. I appreciate the invitation. And I am so interested in what you're doing because it is way over my head. So if you can explain, if you can teach children to do this, I bet you can explain to us adults who are technically challenged at times more about it. So let's get down to uh, why did you start Tech Adventures? <laughs> Thanks, Marsha. Well, one of the treats of starting the company is uh, being able to make that joke. I guarantee you that if we work with kindergartners and first graders uh, in computers, that uh, that you can do the same. Here, here's why we started. Um, I came into this as a career educator, 20 years in not-for-profits with an education focus, and the last 10 of them running private schools. I was in Silicon Valley, living in Palo Alto, and running a private school in Sunnyvale, watching the change in the landscape. What I saw is what I think every good entrepreneur should look like, uh, should should look for, and uh, should notice. There was a need out there. There was a fundamental realignment on what the knowledge base was, and schools just weren't pacing it. They, they weren't supplying skills that kids will need in order to be vital and productive people as they grow up in the 21st century. Uh, in that opportunity, I found both a, a passion and a chance to create a new business to fill that gap. 
and um, you know, you as an entrepreneur, you're in the startup phase of your business. And so I think listeners would like to know, because some of them out there are either thinking of starting a company or in the midst of, of you know, launching a company. Uh, what are some of the challenges that you've experienced in, in your first year? And then also, what are some of the joys you've had? <laughs> sure. Well, I, I think that in the in the first year of uh, the company, the challenges that I'm facing are ones that every single young entrepreneur is going to face as there is he or she is is growing company. For example, we're starting with a tight budget, and so publicity and marketing well, we have a has has been one of the barriers that we're looking to push over. We have an incredible concept; it's brand new in the marketplace, and it's very hard to find uh, other people competing or offering. I, at the same time, in order to draw and expand our, our client base, uh, getting the word out to our public and to uh, potential clients uh, has has really been something to wrestle with. Um, that's been that's been number one. Number two, also absolutely predictable. The uh, the technology itself is fabulous. It's interesting. It's fun. For me, as the leader and the director of the company, it's been a pleasure to be hands-on with that. But for the company to keep going, mm-hmm. my job is to build a team, create a marketing infrastructure, and find other people who can do the most fun work while I get to manage it from the background. And that's what, I, you know, that was the, uh, you're mirroring what this um a uh, person, uh, Kim, said about starting a company. At, at some point, you have to let go, and you'll be managing, and you'll get other people who will be actually doing the work. So, um, but, you know, there are the challenges. Um, what are some of the joys you're finding? Because I can see it, I can hear I can't see it, but I can hear it in your voice. So what are some of the joys that you have in starting this business? Oh, and they are many. They are many. Well, the the joys the joys start with the the kids, the clients themselves, and you know I, I think for all of us, um, we we got to be invested in and and joyful about serving the clients. So my clients are second grade kids who figure out how to program a piece of computer code for a little robot that they might be using for the first time, or a middle school kid who sits down in his second or third uh, try uh, writing code in Python and creates something so brilliant that I look at it and say, wait, how did you do that? Um, th- that's been exciting. I, I think the, the other exciting piece have been some really great, great gifts of opportunities to expand. We've had clients come and draw us into other areas and based upon you know, their, their own passion for what we're providing, bring a lot of uh, other families along. That has been exciting to see other people get passionate uh, about what we're doing to give tech skills to kids. So, you know, as you're t- telling me about your business, and because I also um, coach business uh, owners, it seems to me you pro- at least you have two clients, and you probably have more, but the two clients that I see are the kids and the parents. And um, what is that like? And I know if you had a lot of experience, uh, you know, running schools, but is there a synergy there or sometimes a conflict between the kids and the parents? 
No, it's just the it's just the opposite. And maybe this is a good uh, moment to give more clarity about the the business. We we teach kids in after school and weekend setting um, tools to use technology, and we also go into schools and do other programming. Um, so it, so in that in that setting. The, the after school and the weekend programming where parents actually step into the learning space is, has been fabulous because the parents get to watch the kids show off what they know. Um, there's a huge sense of pride, both the kids and the parents. And so we just have, a, you know, maybe a minute left. Is there anything else you would like to cover about? Well, all right. Tell me about what it was like in a minute um, teaching kids in Silicon Valley, because I would imagine many of the, their parents were top-notch um, technologists. No, that that part has been fabulous. Uh, with, it, with my maybe 30 seconds left, yeah. <laughs> I'll simply say this. That experience taught me that when you have kids walk in, with energy and a little bit of naivete, they say, there are no boundaries. I can do this. I won't even think about what the limits are. Surprise, surprise. It really happens so much of the time. That's the kind of mindset that makes a difference. And that's the mindset I want to spread. Well, it is now time for a break. Uh, on the business edge and thank you Alan and I know uh, we're going to come back and hear more so I'm Marcia Zeidel the Smart Moves Coach for Leadership and Business Success and um, my guest is Alan Sellis and founder of Tech Ed Ventures an educational technology company stay tuned Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's www.snelling.com. S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. 
Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach for Leadership and Business Success. My guest is Dr. Alan Sellis, founder of Tech Adventures, an educational technology company, uh, giving us insights into his journey and why educational entrepreneurs will be important agents of change. So, listeners, um, Alan has been talking about why he started uh, Tech Adventures, some of the challenges and some of the joys. And so, Ellen, just to give um, the listener uh, some more insight into what you do, uh, can you give example of some of the classes that you offer? Sure, it'd be a pleasure. So, I'll reach back to the winter of last year. We did a couple. Uh, we did a several day long session during winter break when kids were out of school. We had kids plugging <laughs> sensors and photo transistors into microchip boards and learning how to program them in C plus plus. Their their first assignment for that of uh, that particular learning activity was to find a secret clue that was hidden somewhere. They had to. They got coordinates and had to build a GPS receiver in order to find their first clue. That was the start of the class, um, and they did wonderfully. Go from there to kids who show, uh, we have kids from second grade up through seventh grade learning Python over the weekends, and uh, for this summer, we have the the star of our camp program is going to be a group of in robotics that's going to make a, a, a remotely piloted submarine that they'll get to tool around in a pool with, so that's what our kids do at Tech Adventures. <laughs> it almost makes me want to be a kid again, although I have no clue. You know, just real quickly, what is Python? Um <laughs> Sure, Python is uh, Python is one of the many many languages out there. I believe uh, I just saw a survey in the last year. It's about the third most highly compensated uh, position if you if you know that language compared to others. A lot of the heavy lifting of the internet gets done with that. A good example is if you look at a video on YouTube and mm-hmm. notice the ads that you get uh, served up on there. Uh, yeah. The Python is what's crunching the data to decide what ads to show you. So it's it's in very very wide use. In places like Google and, and then inside many uh, inside many applications that you might not even know it's there. 
Okay, um, I think I understand. Um, and actually, you did you did explain it quite well because I I really do. But now I want to move on because um, you've been in the education business. I want to call it that for probably over twenty years, I believe. That's and right. there's a lot of changes going on in education, and and. You know, there's a lot of opinions about are we going in the right direction, the wrong direction, are we teaching our kids the right things, the wrong things, etc. So from your vantage point, what are the biggest changes that we should expect to see in American education? Sure, and let me uh, let me highlight. Uh, I'm going to highlight two changes that you should expect to see, and not all of them are great, by the way. Uh, educational reform is is has a long and fascinating history. Usually, we try things and give them up before we find out that they're really working. So that's uh, that's been the the path that we go down. Um, something called blended learning is something that uh, people mm-hmm. should be on the lookout for. That's where we take traditional classrooms, or we're front and center with a, a teacher or working groups, and we we. Miss to a blended environment. Kids are working online or in digital space uh, for part of the day and then working directly with, with teachers for the other. Um, that's an emerging trend. And uh, another emerging trend is using those, uh, using those digital interface moments uh, as a way of developing test data and um, de- developing basically the data-driven classroom. So, that is one move that the classrooms are making. I actually don't think that that necessarily guarantees you the best classroom. There's another trend which I'm a huge fan of and advocate for even more strongly. Um, it's a classroom that's decentralized, just like the internet has decentralized knowledge. Mm-hmm. The classroom becomes a space where kids do some of their learning at home and then come into class to explore. It's called the flipped classroom model. You don't need technology to do it, but technology supercharges it. Um, another uh, another approach is called project-based learning, where you give mm-hmm. kids an objective or an outcome. And so they get into little working teams. That is the classroom that will really prepare these kids for what life is going to be like. And that's actually the model that we use at Tech Adventures. You have to create an output, an outcome, a project. You've got to collaborate. You've got to problem solve. You also have to get something wrong a couple times. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to me how effective schools have been at teaching kids that you have one shot to get the right answer. And if you mess up, then sorry, you get a bad grade. That's not how the business world works. It's not how the social world works. Certainly not how the tech world works. You make mistakes over and over again. The more mistakes you make, the closer you are to finding the right answer. That's the mindset that uh, I think will be the best for our kids. And the hands-on decentralized classroom teaches that the best. Wow. Um, I totally agree with you about the um, project-based learning um, because our, because that's what the real world is like, the business world. Um, exactly. And, and, you, and you shouldn't wait until business school to be in your first project group. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, but you also said there are some um, maybe trends or areas that you weren't as happy about or you may have some concerns um, what, do you have concerns about the way education is going? Well, sure. We, we, um, there's, 
it, it's it's a huge huge topic. I'll just zero in, um, you know, to I'll, I'll go from thirty thousand feet all the way down to the the ground in a really particular topic: reading. We mm-hmm. we care about we, we we care about reading scores. We care about reading abilities. We care disproportionately to the degree that you really need these to be successful. Um, I, I wish our schools would um, not drive. Uh, it drives students crazy about things like test scores and would instead ask what's really going to give you performance abilities and performance <laughs> skills out there in the world. And it, it is part of why I'm focused in on technology. I go around the startup community in Dallas where I live and every single meeting I hear people crying for back-end developers. I hear people crying out for I, I have two C++ development positions I'm eager to fill. And people just laugh because everyone's looking for that. The, the opportunities that we can hand over to kids by giving them the, the, the way of thinking through these skills at a young age guarantees them amazing opportunities in their lives, um, potentially better than the ones we're drilling away at with our test score focus. And so uh, going to the kinds, uh, going back to uh, some of the examples you gave of what you do in the classroom or what you're doing after school or weekends or at camp, you talked about uh, blended learning, and uh, you also talked about decentralized classrooms and project-based learning. So those are the three um, trends that you're seeing. And I can tell you blended learning is, uh, because I have a background in adult uh, education and adult learning, that <clears throat> years ago it was you stood as a trainer, you stood in front of a, a classroom or a training room, and you just, <clears throat> you know, train the people. Now it's totally different. And project-based, I think that's great. Um, So how are you using these three uh, trends that you talked about in what you are providing to uh, the kids who come to your classes? Yeah, sure. Well, what, what the experiences that we that we have um, feel so different from a classroom. Um, it's freewheeling. The, there isn't this instructional environment where you're 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 teaching. You know, skill by skill, step by step by step. I think the big I think the big difference is that sense of personal mentorship. Mm. Where, we, we give that role modeling, we give that hands-on support, we give that encouragement. Um, there's, uh, there's, there's research that's come out of Stanford University um, that focuses, instead of acquiring specific skills, inquire, uh, acquiring a mindset uh, yes. that's oriented towards growth. So teaching the mindset is what's, uh, is what's revolutionary. What I think Many of us who had a hard time getting our way into the coding world, um, what we were never told is it's actually not that difficult to learn the technology. What's harder to learn than the technology is the persistence to keep trying. The, the big secret and the, 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 the secret sauce that I love to package up and sell from Tech Adventures is that we're teaching kids curiosity and persistence even mm-hmm. in the face of something that doesn't succeed a couple of times, that is the success skill, and you can take that skill anywhere. It's interesting you, you mentioned that because um, um, I just saw an interview of the two authors of the new book about Steve Jobs, and they talk about 
when he was in the wilderness, when he was um, axed, really, from Apple, and he had to find his way, that it was the curiosity, the persistence, learning from failures, um, and, and developing very collaborative teams, that he learned that. And that he brought it to Apple when he came back, and that is why he um, Apple's been so successful. So you're teaching the kids right now those things that have made both Steve Jobs and probably others very successful in the world, and I think that's great. Um, anything else um, about what you're doing in your classrooms as a, you're moving, to, you know, along the trends of educate of where education's going? Well, I mean, I, I think the other things to highlight are what's what's uh, what's coming up. So, uh, places that we're looking to expand is to give kids more of an opportunity to do things like mobile uh, mobile phone app development. Um, there there are new tools coming out like Apple Swift program that are relatively relatively simple to use. Andro- Android has a development program. The the classroom is a great space to be a playground for new technology in a very supportive, uh, forgiving, and low-risk environment. And that's the kind of a playground space that I think will teach even better than formal degree programs or classrooms sometimes. I'm going to end with a comment because I look back at my education and my kids' education, and I do not think that the classroom was a playground (laughs) <laughs> to learn new, you know, maybe some of some of the classes they had, but you know, when you talk about a playground and where they could uh, learn with low risk, that's where learning, uh, you know, learning takes place. And I'm so excited about what you're doing. But it is time for a short break um, on the business edge. I'm Marcia Zidal, the uh, Smart Moves Coach for leaders and, bis- and business uh, success. And my guest is Dr. Alan Sellis, founder of Tech Adventures, an educational technology company. Stay tuned. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G dot com. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying... 
If you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at SmartMovesCoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach for Leadership and Business Success. My guest is Dr. Alan Sellis, founder of Tech Adventures, an educational technology company, and he's been giving us insights into his journey as well as why tech uh, educational entrepreneurs will be important agents of change. So let's talk about change that needs to happen. Um, You were talking about at the end of the last segment, making it a playground for kids to learn. So, Alan, what will it take? for this style of learning to be pervasive in the public schools. How do we bring it to the public schools and what is needed to bring it to the public schools? A hard question and a great question, Marcia. Um, Time, guts, determination, and politics all come together on this one. Uh, And and, and you're going to have, I think, some better insights than I do. Here's where where we go with the, the public schools. Think about this. We have worked for years and years to create a cadre of teachers who are trained and skilled in a certain way. All of a sudden, we come to them and say, you know, the the fundamental character of how you need to do your job, what you need to aim towards, and as far as the, the content you need to know to educate kids, all of a sudden, we had some smart people from the West Coast and the tech <laughs> corridors of Manhattan working, and all of a sudden, the knowledge base is different. That's incredibly threatening to people who, up until now, have been really highly talented, highly skilled teachers. If if you go by my argument, I think there's a third literacy out there. It's called logic design and coding. So, all of a sudden, some of our teachers are illiterate. And because of that, our kids coming out are, that, okay, that's a scary thing to say publicly. And you, you've got to bring the system along in ways that doesn't force that, that kind mm-hmm. of very frightening and conflict-laden shift. We need to say, hey, there's a goal we want to get to. We're going to nibble away at it. We're going to look for some people who are eager to push forward. We'll find some, some avant-garde uh, who, mm-hmm. who are ready to, you know, to, to lead the rest of us by showing us good examples. And we'll cut enough slack to experiments that maybe maybe fail but teach us things of, of value it's i give it two decades i hate to say that because i'd like mm-hmm. to see the change happen overnight but I, I give it two decades to the point that we walk in and in our 
third grade classroom, a teacher is giving kids an assignment in social studies and says, hey, remember that Python work we were doing last week? I want you to write some code that will crunch the numbers and draw us a chart of the different population distributions in the five countries in Africa you're learning about. That is the level of integration and skilling that I think we should be aiming for. And It'll take as much time as it takes to get us there. You should tell us, what, is the, what do the big system leaders need to do to you know, <laughs> well, give courage? Yeah, what you're really talking about is uh, systems change management. And I'm, I'm a little more optimistic, I say maybe 10 years just from what you know changes that are happening in big organizations um, you have the challenges are mighty because you you are dealing with people um, and dealing with a, a, a system that goes along a certain way and uh, I think each education um, entity needs to figure out are we going to do it in one full swoop uh, where you have to bring in all new people, or do you do it gradually? Um, and there's something to say for doing it in one big swoop, but there's the political implications because most school systems are part of a city or a region or whatever. So I think it's going to be gradual, but I do think you can start right now by having some experiments in certain classrooms, maybe after school, where you get you start small and you find your change agents, and they will give them, have them, uh, give them success. Let them see some success and start small. I think that's the way to do it. But now we need to move away from change management to, you know, getting down to the nitty gritty. So, for example. How old should our kids be when they learn to write their first line of computer uh, programs? Uh, I'm going to scare parents and educators when I say kindergarten. That's the age. Okay. Um, <laughs> kindergarten, there, is, um, there, there are at least two companies out on the West Coast that I've seen that have created um, tools for learning not a specific computer language, but the, the logic of how and how an algorithm or how a program works. Um, those are simple enough to use without having reading skills. I pegged that at kindergarten. There's a great platform called Alice Logos Scratch. Those are great for elementary school leaders, uh, for elementary school learners. And um, I'm, uh, I'm a fan of Python as an entry-level language. I've found that it works really nicely for third, uh, for third graders um, in a straight line up from there, Python to JavaScript to, uh, to Java um, with a little sidebar for whatever new gets created that we don't know about yet. Here's the good news. Once you learn your first language uh, in any of the many computer languages out there, the, the language becomes uh, irrelevant. What's most important is you learn to think about problems. You learn to take problems apart. You learn to see solutions for things that otherwise might feel murky or abstract, um, that same problem-solving skill comes back over and over again, as well as the basic concept of how any language works. Once you have gotten one successfully under your belt, you are ready to be an expert at your next one very quickly. 
Okay, I'll take you on your word for that. <laughs> you know, I, I do think, um, just a real quick example, when um, my husband and I and our three uh, children went to uh, lived in Europe and we learned to do downhill skiing, um, my kids' age is like 5, 7, and 10 or something like that. They learned real quick, real quick. It's us old fogies who took took a while to do that. So I think you can do it. I think the young minds are very pliable and they're and they're they're not risk adverse and they'll just go ahead and do it. But well, I God, wanna, Marcia, I want, let, let me give a shout out by the way for sure. for veteran uh, educators out there. Um, a story from my own professional experience in Silicon Valley, bringing a whole bunch of new technology into the the school that uh, that I led at that point. Um, my most accomplished teacher was the 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 person uh, in their mid sixties who <laughs> was a seasoned veteran, had the least experience of anyone, plugged away and brought her ex- exceptionally great classroom leadership skills into the world of technology. She became the breakout success of everyone, and everyone thought that she'd have the hardest time doing it. She 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 shined because she was just a great teacher, and all good teachers want to learn new things. So I'm 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 rooting for everybody on this one. Well, it's glad to hear. I'm I'm really happy to hear that. Um, but I also, you know, getting down to nitty gritty about you know what you do and how you do it. Uh, you argue that learning to write computer code is a piece of literacy that schools should be teaching from a young age. We already have trouble teaching math and reading. Um, how can they handle one more piece of curriculum? Right, right. I, 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 appreciate the, I appreciate the question. Take a step backwards. Just think about how our schools get put together and why we learn the, the things that we do. You know, back in the, uh, back in the industri- when the Industrial Revolution hit, all of a sudden the, uh, the, the production sector needed people with certain skills all of a sudden you started seeing high schools that looked like factories. Then came the Sputnik era, and we got mm-hmm. very, very focused on teaching, uh, teaching, teaching skills to compete with the Russians and putting satellites in, in orbit. So we have these waves that, that, uh, that, that, drive, uh, that, that drive the skilling expectations. I think that uh, it, it's... I think that it is never like a, a one fixed pie and you can only slice it into so many pieces. I think it actually works the opposite way. As kids get more inspired and empowered, um, connected into something that they can be successful at, well, you tell the kid who's good at, at coding, now you, great, now you have one skill. If you want to step up and take this to where it can go, now let's get your presentation skills, your quantitative skills, and your written communication skills in tip-top shape. Um, it, it's energizing for these kids to have something of relevance that they can see uh, has a clear pathway to the future for them. I, I actually think that it improves our ability to work with other skills. The, the other, the, the other contestable part uh, of that argument is the question of: Is this really a, a, a literacy? Um, I'm going to go all the way out on a limb and say that if you don't know anything about code, you are functionally illiterate in today's society. If you don't know the difference between an if-then loop and a, a while or for loop, um, you, you can perform, but I think you can perform better if you know the insides of how this technology that surrounds us works. Um, I, I am 
I take pride in American craftsmanship on this one. And I think we've always been a country of builders and makers. And our, our, the do-it-yourself ethos has got to stay strong in the high-tech age. I, I think we're stronger for it. Well, you know, on that note, I, I've, you know, I've had some, I must admit I had some trepidation about uh, not interviewing you, but understanding what you do and to make it relevant. And I think that last statement just made it so relevant. We are a country of builders and makers and uh, innovators and entrepreneurs. And maybe we have to wait. I hope we don't have to wait to another Sputnik, you know crisis happens to us to improve our schools so on this this is time for um another break and uh, i'm marcia zeidel the smart moves coach for leadership and business success and my guest is alan sellis founder of tech adventures and when he comes back he's going to talk a little bit more about tech adventures the courses they offer and how you can contact him and maybe start taking some of his classes so stay tuned Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's www.snelling.com. S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. 
Welcome back to the Business Ed, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marcia Zidal, the Smart Moose Coach for Leadership and Business Success. My guest today is Dr. Alan Sellis, and he's the founder of Tech Ed Ventures, and he's been giving us such insights into his entrepreneurial journey, as well as what's happening in the education world today and how it is changing and most importantly, how education entrepreneurs will be important agents of change. So, Alan, uh, two quick questions about what you you know what you're doing. So, first, what does Tech Adventures offer that no one else in the marketplace provides? Sure. I think the most important thing that we provide two things. First, a lot of close on mentorship. It's about inspiring kids to see that they have the potential to go forward and that takes it it's it's a high touch enterprise. That's a big that's a big deal and we we, we do it in a spirit that I, I just don't see in other places. The other is that Nothing of our program is canned. Nothing is uh, comes out of a kit. Even when we we use other other products or other things that we integrate into our program, we develop the teaching ourselves. So it's it's something that is live, created for a particular group of kids. It's never mass produced or mass marketed, and and therefore it's really personalized. And uh, our our students adore that, and the, that that's why they keep coming back. And let me tell you, if, if most of us had an education that offered these, the kinds of experience you've talked about and being a playground, um, I think mo- most of us would have excelled much better than we ever did. Because it's not only motivation, it is what kinds of experiences you're having as you're going through elementary school, high school, college, and way beyond. But the other thing is, you know, for the listeners to know is, uh, tell us about your most exciting classes for the coming summer, um, and then how to contact you, because I'm sure they're going to have questions and want to learn more about Tech Ed Ventures. Absolutely, and we would be delighted to meet people who want to learn more about us or uh, opportunities with us or or our program. Uh, All of those are available online at www.techedventures, T-E-C-H, E-D-V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S dot com, Tech Adventures. And uh, there's contact information there and links to contact us as well as program details. So speaking of program, let me tell you about two things that we have coming for this uh, this summer. We actually will have a summer camp program going from the first week of June in through the second week in July. Um, one of one of the experiences will be a little less on the computer side and a little more on the electronics and assembly and building things side. We're going to be teaching children how to do basic electronics from circuits to circuit boards to actually soldering together uh, little projects that will use resistors, LEDs, and, and microchips. So that's the, that's the kind of hands-on spirit that I, I want them to have. So imagine five through seven-year-olds in a, a room with wires, circuit boards, and uh, very, very carefully uh, positioned one adult with a soldering iron in the middle. That's the experience that 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 group is going to have is uh, for three weeks in our summer. Uh, on the all, all the way on the other end of that, a group of middle school students is going to participate in a uh, in a 
camping group called Creative Code. They're going to be using a language called Processing that was suggested to me by folks at SMU. It's a language built on top of Java that's in use by a lot of artists and creative people. They'll spend half of the day creating three uh, creating three D art using this computer language. And the rest, they'll be uh, designing and building things um, using CAD software and ultimately printing them out on 3D printers. So that that full loop from getting hands-on into the technology space and back out at the other end where you physically print out what you design is the, that full creative circle that we're offering. Actually, that sounds so fascinating because I am interested in art. And boy, I wish I was a five to seven year old. Maybe you should even start thinking about having camps for adults. <laughs> oh, d- uh, don't open that door. Uh, no, uh, open that door. Let's let let's let's definitely go there. It's uh, it's something we've explored. We've done one adult workshop so far for uh, an Internet of Things classroom. We taught people how to wire sensors up to their computers and sample the real world. We, we, the, the opportunities literally are, are limitless. One place we will be going in the future is teacher training. And uh, that's a place that we think we can make a big impact. So more about that as the, it unveils. Well, I want to let, I want to thank Alan so much for being um, a guest on this program. It has been a joy. I have learned so much and and I also will say that I want to be a kid again. So um, anyway, thank you so much, Alan. Marsha, uh, pleasure. And so next week's program is, is your business ready to leap from startup to scale up? Your entrepreneurial vision has taken hold. Your business is growing. It's everything you've hoped for and more. Or is it? With growth comes bigger headaches, more hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more stakeholders to deal with, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. In other words, you are experiencing growing pains. David Shotler, president and CEO of Utility System Solutions, will share with us how he had to make a fundamental shift from the spontaneous free spirit enterprise he started to a more formally planned organization and disciplined business that is now growing by leaps and bounds. Tune in Wednesday, April 22nd, 11 Pacific to Eastern. Now, here's a smart moose thought from a client as to why being an entrepreneur is awesome. He said the following, an entrepreneur, you are one ingredient in a recipe. You do get to choose what gets cooked and it's prepared or to whom it is served. And you may not know if your particular ingredient will make or break the recipe. As the owner of a business, you have to have freedom to design your own menu. Something to think about. Would you like to know more about building a business? Get my free ebook, Smart Growth. Contact me at Marsha at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. I'll end with my favorite quote, which is, there are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, those who ask what happened. Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. As a Smart Moves coach, let me show you how. 
Thank you for listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves executive coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business leaders take their company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth, innovate, improve, ignite, or die. Make smart moves. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. Please join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and enjoy taking your business to the next level. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.